Welcome to Mr. Chaz's Leadership, Parenting, and Teaching Podcast, where I introduce you to the people that can help you on your leadership, parenting, or teaching journey. And today we are continuing the conference. I This is the day two of the two-day conference, so the conference has now officially ended. And now I'm in my hotel room after having dinner. And it is late, but at least this time I don't have to wake up early to be a helper and support people. I just have to wake up early to catch my flight. Uh, but I am going to record this podcast episode for y'all because I made the commitment. I'm going to do it, sticking to my commitment. Um, and I'm going to give you some more nuggets of information in this episode than I did in the last. And not just nuggets of information. I'm going to give you more like cont- whole content of information than what I did in the last podcast episode. Uh, and I really want to talk a little bit more about the uh, talk a little bit about the five steps of self-regulation. The difference between traditional discipline and conscious discipline. Um, and really, that's all I really want to talk about. Because really, the whole chaos to calm is really about... Um, really just that, regulating, going through the five steps of self-regulation as the adult, and then also teaching your child how to do that. And this is, uh, we'll probably focus a little bit more on the adult because you can't teach the skill you don't have. Um, but we'll see where this conversation goes. Let's actually start with, before we jump into the five steps of self-regulation and, and before we step into the, the, the way that, talk about the way we typically, uh, try to regulate the, we, our unconscious cycle of addiction that we typically go through instead of our conscious regulation cycle. We'll go through that too. But first, let's talk about the difference between traditional discipline and conscious discipline. Uh, at least some differences. You know, in traditional discipline, the 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 model is you can make others change. You know, you can use rewards and consequences, and those are the foundations for changing behavior. And those rules, your rules govern behavior, rewards and consequences are necessary and needed. And, you know, the other part of traditional discipline is they avoid conflict, Right. Conflict is a dis- disruption. Conflict is is wrong. It's bad. We should eliminate it. We should we should we should try to create. We should try to make it so there's no conflict in the classroom. And what we try to do to try to make that happen is get everyone to sit down and shut up and don't talk and 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 freeze and let me say what I have to say. You just sit and get. Um, and if you don't, we're going to try to make you feel bad until. Uh, we can get you to stay still enough to 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 not create any conflict. One of the problems with that is that that conflict is an opportunity for learning. So that we're really eliminating a lot of opportunities for learning with that. But the conscious discipline model is more about changing ourselves. You know, how can I change myself? How can I grow myself? What can I do? What is in my control, right? As opposed to trying to control others. We focus on self-control rather than other control. Um, and, and through this self-control and changing ourselves, we do end up creating change in others through these dynamic interactions that we have, um, through these genuine connections that we create. 
through the felt sense of safety that is shared. And that is a huge difference from, from the model of you can make others change, right? In the traditional uh, model, it's stimulus response, right? Something happens externally and then I'm reacting to it. I'm going to respond like the stimulus, whatever. This, the stimulus is controlling me, right? Because I, someone said something to me that was used hurtful language and now I have to say some hurtful language back to them. Or at least that is the story we're telling ourselves and that's the mental model that we are living under. Uh, but conscious discipline is different. It is the stimulus happens. We recognize that there is that stimulus that's happening, that that external, uh, maybe that hurtful language that someone used, someone calling us a name or a child saying, you're mean mommy or you're the worst teacher in the world or I hate you, whatever it is. Um, it, it, you might receive that just like in the traditional model, you might receive that. But instead... We pause, we regulate, and we choose how we're going to respond as opposed to just reacting to the, the the external stimulus that we had no control over that happened to that happened around us. Um, so that's a huge difference. And instead of rules governing behavior, relationships govern behavior. Connection is the foundation for change and connection primes the brain for willingness. Connection encourages willingness. And if you remember the four steps of connection or eye contact, touch, a playful situation and presence. And it's these relationships that are going to inspire somebody to to choose themselves to change, right? Because they want to stay in relationships. They want to stay connected. They they feel connected. They feel safe. And so they want to grow and learn and learn how to solve problems with you in a way that's healthy, in a way that's not going to be so damaging to the relationship. Um, and conflict, instead of seeing conflict as this bad, evil thing that disrupts the learning, um, the, the conflict is actually a reflection of a missing social and emotional skill, and it creates an opportunity to teach life skills, right? That, that the conflict is the opportunity, not the, the obstacle. That was a good one. Conflict is the opportunity, not the obstacle. I got to write that down. And so how do we actually go through this stimulus, pause, self-regulation, then responding as opposed to stimulus reaction? Well, I'll tell you how we try to do it. What we tend to do um, is what we tend to do is we blame. This is this is the unconscious model. This is the this is the kind of a cycle of addiction that we tend to go through. And addiction doesn't necessarily mean substances. It also means scrolling on TikTok. The, the, the doom scrolling, as we call it. So the first step is we have a tendency to blame, right? We'll be like, you made me, you made me spank you. You made me put you in timeout. You look at what you made me do, right? That's the first thing that we do. We blame. It's your fault that you're making me do this. And with that, we immediately take away our power because if, if they're making us do it, then that means that they're in control of our behavior. That means they're in control of us. 
And I don't know about you, but I don't want a kid controlling my behavior. I don't want anyone else controlling my behavior other than me. Especially not a child with the not whose brain is still forming. You know what I'm saying? Because what ends up happening is we start looking a lot like the kid, right? And we then go to that next step after we blame, we start acting out and we demand and we say, you know, because, you know, the world's not going away. We try to make the world go our way. We say, well, we're going to put you in timeout until you are happy because that's what I want. I want you to be happy. So I'm going to put you in timeout. And that's going to make my world, make the world go the way around. I'm going to call you a jerk, meanie, a bad kid to try to make, to try to make you feel bad so that you please me. And then the world starts going my way. You start acting in a way that please, you start acting in a way that I want because I want it because you don't want to feel bad for me calling you bad or calling you names or or hitting you or yelling at you whatever it is reacting in an aggressive way right um, that's what we try to do and it very rarely works uh, as a as a kid who was called bad growing up it doesn't work and then we tend to medicate Medicate through the distrust, through the distrusting sensations, right? So like instead of feeling our feelings, we will go, you know, grab a beer or we'll go, uh, I had a hard day. I need a drink. You know, we have a hard day. You know, you see those teachers at happy hour right after the, you know, a lot of us are doing this, right? We, what are we doing? We're, oh, can you believe that this, you know, we're blaming the child, we're blaming administration, we're blaming the system. Um, and, you know, maybe we react and then we go out uh, uh, to the bar after happy hour. We drink a beer or we go home and we, we doom scroll or you go in, uh, go home and get a spoon and a carton of ice cream. There's lots of ways that we try to medicate and kind of to, to just avoid feeling what we're actually feeling. And so then we bury our feelings down into this story, this, this, this life story where we're painting ourselves and or others as villains and or victims. And so we're separating ourselves from others. It's, it's, it, and then reinforcing more of the me versus you mentality and just living in that emotional state. And then what happens when we're just stuck in the problem? Nothing gets solved. We don't, we, we don't grow at all from, from, from this situation. It's not helpful to, to go through this process. And yet we do it over and over and over and over and over again like the definition of insanity but we do it but it's 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 because we don't really know a better way which is what i'm about to share with you right now the five steps to self-regulation and if you're looking for the book that dives deep into this you can get remember you can get free shipping using my code mr chaz 24 on this book managing emotional mayhem the five steps to self-regulation. This book teaches you how to self-regulate. It dives deeper into the five steps self five steps self-regulation for the adult and the child. So let's dive into it. The conscious way of regulating, of going through the steps of regulation, is first recognizing I'm triggered. I am triggered. 
You know, a lot of times we're the last, we're the last people to know that we're triggered. So recognizing oh, I'm triggered, I'm angry, like I'm feeling this way, right? Just recognizing it. But we can't stay stuck in that, right? And that's the first step because if you stay stuck in I'm angry, then you're going to act out anger, right? You're going to act out, you're just going to act out your anger and probably project it onto other people. But that is the first step of awareness. This is like the first moment of awareness. And then it's I calm. You take a breath. And then it's I feel, right? And when you get good at this, these steps will go go by pretty quickly, right? There was someone at my table who said, um, oh man, I can't do the five steps of self-regulation because there's so much going on like in my classroom. If I take the time to regulate, then someone's going to hit somebody. And really, once you practice this and you get good at this, you can go through this in the matter of seconds. Um, and, you know, you'll recognize something will happen. You'll recognize your trigger. You'll take a breath. And then the next step is you feel, you'll identify what you're feeling. I'm feeling angry. I'm feeling frustrated. I'm feeling overwhelmed. I'm feeling powerless. What are you feeling? You got to you gotta be able to uh, name entertainment. So you have to be able to kind of name that, like, what am I feeling? What am I experiencing? And a lot of times we don't even we don't even recognize what we're feeling. And, and actually, I'm going to add on to the name of the, the name of entertainment. Kim Hughes said something today um, that added on to the name of entertainment, and I was like, perfect. You know, and what she said was, uh, if we can't if we don't claim it, then we can't name it, and then we can't and and we can't tame it. Right, because a lot of times we say, "I'm not angry. I'm not. I'm fine. 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 I'm fine." Right, <laughs> all the kind of ways we say that we're fine, we were really not fine, and that's just us bearing our feelings. Right, that's us not claiming our feelings. That's us not claiming our feelings. Letting our feelings just live in the lost and found. But we got to be the ones to find it. So that we claim that feeling so that we can name it and we can tame it. And feel those and feel that. And now this next step, I consider this to be like, this is like the teeter-totter. This is like the teeter-totter between like the emotional state and the executive state. This is the teeter-totter between dysregulation and, and, and regulation. This is the teeter-totter between uh, are we going to move forward? With problem solving, or are we going to get stuck again? And this teeter totter is the choice. The choice is the pivot point of 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 am I going to go move up to the executive state and get regulated and be able to solve the problem and teach the skills to these children, or am I going to get back into my emotional state? Do I need do I need to go back and feel my feelings a little bit longer? Right? Do I need to do a little, maybe a little bit more breathing? Um, or am I going to go into the cycle of, of blame? But you, you, you want to be able to, and hopefully, even in that state, even if you're feeling a little emotional, to just reach in a little bit into that executive state. And I kind of imagine like, you know, like, like a rope being like a ladder, like almost like a rope ladder that is coming down from the executive state to the emotional state, but it's not, doesn't quite make it into the emotional state. You got to reach up and almost jump and pull yourself up to the executive state. 
And that like jump and pulling yourself up is the choice, right? Because it's like you're feeling it, you're getting ready, maybe you got knocked out on the ground. Right. And so there's no hope for you to really grab that rope. You're not going to grab the rope from the from laying on your back on the ground or your face down on the dirt. You're not going to be able to grab that rope. So that those first three steps of recognizing you're triggered, uh, taking that breath and then, uh, you know, recognizing your feeling. That's just, that's really you getting up. That's you getting up and starting to starting. That's you getting up. Really, and then the choosing is you, you're reaching and jumping and starting to pull yourself up, right? And when you choose, you're choosing to see the world differently, you're choosing to see behavior differently, you're choosing to see your child differently, you're choosing to see that behavior iceberg. Maybe the, the idea of now, if you never heard of the behavior iceberg. It's a very popular visual that we use where we talk about the we see the behaviors uh, on the top on the surface. But really, the important thing, you know, we can uh, most of the time we just focus on the behaviors that are on the surface. But the most important, if we want to address the behavior, the most important thing is for us to be aware and address the things, the whole bigger iceberg, part of the iceberg that is underneath the surface. And so really choosing to see that and choosing to see the best in the child and choosing to see really, really giving kind of like the most generous interpretation, that is the, the choice, right? That is, and that is, and that is a choice. You can do those first three steps and then choose not to see the child differently. So still choose to see the child as bad. Um, and then next solve, right? Solving. So once you can see the child differently, you see the situation differently, you're going to be in a much better place to actually solve the problem, to actually come up with a win-win solution, to actually come access all of the skills that we've been practicing. Now, I will say that if you don't, if you, you're new to this gentle parenting journey or conscious discipline journey or whatever you want to call it or and to be fair gentle parenting and conscious discipline are not the same thing um even though i know sometimes use it interchangeably that you may not have a lot of tools in your tool belt right and the only tools maybe the tools you do have in your tool belt are outdated and rickety and probably likely to cause yourself and whoever you're using the tools for some harm because of the, the nature of the tool, right? Over time, and as you start to learn the other skills, as you start to learn the, 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 the skill of assertiveness, as you start to learn the skill of choices, you start to learn the skill of encouragement, the skill of empathy, the skill of positive intent, the skill of consequences, and the skill of composure, and using all of those skills interchangeably, then that that solve part will become much easier because you'll have so many tools to pull from to solve this problem, to almost kind of metaphorically build this chair, or the sofa, or this house with all these different helpful tools that you have. So sometimes, I mean, even I see teachers who are regulated, but they don't have any tools in their tool belt. I see parents that are regulated, but they don't have any tools in their tool belt. So it's it's great that you're able to regulate, um, but you also need to know what to do instead, right? 
how to help them solve the problem, how to teach them the skill, you know? And you know, some examples might be like map, model that visuals and practice. Another example might be two positive choices. Another example might be using visuals. Another example might be using clear communication that paints the picture of what you're do, doing and using gestures. You know, another, you know, tip might be have confidence in your voice when you're giving a command. Another tip might be seeing the best in the child, right? All these things, you know, all these skills that you can develop and grow. If you don't really know how to, if you're not practiced in doing these, um, you don't really, you're not even aware of them. And even if you do regulate, it's going to be really hard to actually come up because then like, okay, I regulated, but you still need to go into the corner and think about what you did. Um, and that's not going to help them solve the problem for next time or learn better. Um, and so these are the five steps and the kind of like the shorthand of the five steps is I am triggered. I calm, breathe. I feel name it to tame it. Also claim it. I choose to see behavior differently. I solve with win-win solutions. Now, there's so much more I could say on this topic, but I really do recommend going to the link in my bio. I'll probably put it in the show notes, too, um, to get the Managing Emotional Mayhem book if you want to dive deeper into this. And remember, the code is MrChaz24, and dive deeper into this. Dive deep. Dive, 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 dive deep. Because um, you can only teach the skills that you have yourself, and I don't know a single parent or teacher out there that doesn't hope and wish that their children that they're caring for had better self-regulation skills. So that's the main chunk of what I'm going to share with you today. Um, I did say in the last session that I was going to share the story um, of, of uh, that I was going to tell that I told instead I just shared the five steps of self-regulation. If you're really hoping to hear my story, then you'll just have to welcome that disappointment that you may be feeling and use that <laughs> disappointment and go through the five steps of self-regulation, right? <laughs> the world maybe didn't go your way because you were hoping to hear my story of how I do the five steps of self-regulation in my own uh, space with, with kids or in a classroom. Um, you're really hoping that I would spend more time on this. And I get that. And I'm going to let you sit with those feelings. And when you're ready to hear this, <laughs> come to one of my live events and I'm telling all types of stories, real life stories and you know how I'm making mistakes and I'm showing videos and all types of stuff that are helpful. Um, just being real with you because I know it's hard. I did share my story and that was one of the, probably the first bits of feedback that I got. Um, someone came to me and put their hand on my arm and said, that was so real. Um, and I think that's one of the best compliments you can get. Right. Because I think one of the worst things is when you hear people say like that, it's not realistic. I can't use that. I like, what are you talking about? You have no idea what you're talking about. 
that is probably one of the worst things that can happen when you go when you're sharing, right? Um, or if they walk away with that is the worst thing. I'm, personally, I encourage people to say to, to speak up if they feel that way to speak to speak up and share that. Um, and typically, I will say that in the beginning of if I do if I'm doing a talk, I'm like if anything you think I'm saying is BS, like. I'm encouraging you to 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 talk about it because that's how we learn, right? Because that's where the nuance, like those conversations, typically allow us to dive deeper into the nuance um, of whatever you're struggling with. So I actually really love those questions and statements. And while other people, and then we're about to bring this full circle, while a lot of other people will. Uh, discourage that kind of talk uh, call, oh, that's negative talk why are you speaking so negatively I do encourage it while I'm there right it doesn't it doesn't know it's no it's not helpful if you don't say you don't use your assertive voice and you you know you, you walk away you, you know you don't speak up and then because then we don't get to have that conversation but that conflict that maybe uh, almost uh, perception of disalignment um, that, that, that conflict is such a great opportunity for learning. So I don't shy away. I invite the conflict when I go and speak in person. Um, and I will say that it's, you know, I'll get questions, but I never really get people who say, like, that's BS, that's unreal. Like, what are you talking about? That's unrealistic. Um, I think people generally do feel the authenticity and like the realness and like I've, I've been through it like I'm, I'm doing I'm, I'm with you I'm here and people feel that um, so I don't really get that but even in the questions of like well how does this work when you have you know three kids or five kids or 20 kids how do you do this when you have competing interests. How do you do this when you have judgment? How do you do this when you have people who are watching you? How do you do this when, you know, this certain behavior? How do you do this with, you know, children who are neurodivergent? How do you do this in my particular situation? So love those questions. And if you ever come out and and hear me speak, and I'm doing some speaking this year, a lot of speaking this year, I just sent in like three contracts before I did this podcast for to go around and speak. One's in Texas. I'm doing the I'm, for you. So y'all know I am going to Ohio Nacy. Um, I'm going to uh, what is it called? Frog Street, which is a really big one. Um, and those those are two big ones that are open to the public. That. Um, you can go to if you want to hear me speak in person. Um, but really right now for this episode, just get the Managing Emotional Mayhem book, Five Step Self-Regulation, use the code MrChaz24, and get free shipping. So that's really what I wanted to share with you today. And I hope this is really helpful for you. I hope this, this you know, you kind of enjoyed these three days with me is is not the same as the the institute uh podcast i did uh i really suggest that people 
look at that if you kind of want a little bit of a mock conference and you want to know the information or a little bit of an overview and you want it for free um go to i think i put in the last i think it was september 26 i think i did three or four podcast episodes where i'm talking about like the 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 brand state model i'm talking about the seven skills the powers i'm talking about how to how to use it in real life i'm talking about how I have brought on a master instructor. We talked about biting. Um, that's all in that same kind of chunk of podcast episodes. So highly recommend check those out. And I will see you next time. And well, I guess I'm not going to see you because it's a podcast episode. And we only do one take here. Oops. Our opportunity practice skills. Our opportunity problem solved. Um. But reach out to me if you have any questions. I hope this was helpful. If you're interested in kind of becoming a part of this conscious discipline world, message me. Um, I want to bring you in here because this is where the transformation is. This is where this is like if you've been searching for something like a framework that is that 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 is that is robust, that is life changing, that is transformational. Conscious discipline is is the thing. So, I have no more to say. So, we're going to end it with, uh, <laughs> what's my name, Mr. Chaz? What's my name, Mr. Chaz? What's my name, Mr. Chaz, Mr. Chaz, Mr. Chaz? Sounds better when the kids say it. <laughs> All right, bye, everyone.